0: Welcome to the following presentation from Learfield IMG College, and thanks for listening to University of Richmond Athletics.
1: It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with Head Basketball Coach Chris Mooney, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, ten four six six Ridgefield Parkway in the West End. Tonight's show is brought to you by.
0: CarMax
1: Virginia Birth Father Registry
0: Glory Days Grill
1: and Lux Chevrolet. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Voice.
2: 9-5, the give and go to KO for a slam dunk around the defense of Preston Santos. KO with six. And now a steal by Gilliard with a layup on the inbound pass. 13 5 Richmond and play stops
1: on a timeout U-Man. Now, live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is Spider Talk on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield, IMG College.
3: Oh, you can just feel March in the air. You can tell we have flipped the calendar to march madness there is a large crowd and a loud buzz in glory days grill tonight as we have headed into march and the richmond spiders are doing so with a full head of momentum and confidence after a 2-0 week last week with the wins at george washington and then at the robin center saturday night against umass we'll use that as our backdrop and we will welcome you inside glory days grill Richfield Parkway, Glen Eagles Shopping Center, Bob Blackwood, Spider Head Coach Chris Moody, Special Player Guest coming up in our middle segments, Juniors Nathan K.O. and Sullivan Coolyu will join us today on the program, and we certainly hope you will as well. Already got some questions lined up. We will take some more. You can certainly text those to us, 638 9508. Email them to us, spidertalk at richmond.edu, and we're on Twitter at spidervoice at richmondbasketball at ESPN Richmond one piece of housekeeping for you because I've been asked this question several times yes we will be here next Monday night that is a regularly scheduled show at the conclusion of the regular season and then before the spiders depart for the Atlantic 10 tournament and then we'll kind of play it by ear after that postseason shows as we can fit them in, pending the spider schedule, we will announce those on RichmondSpiders.com, on our social media platforms, and on ESPN Richmond. So we are here next Monday night from 5:30 to 6:30. But let's take them one at a time, as Coach Moody would say. Let's take this show tonight. And again, really appreciate the great, great crowd that's in here at Glory Days Grill this evening. Really appreciate you being here and your support to talk Spider and college basketball congrats on a great week coach
4: how are you tonight doing great bob thank you very much
3: uh so the umass game uh let me start there um on so many levels kind of how gratifying how good did that game feel first of all your team played so well but the luxury at this time of year in february we talk about february games are almost always grind them out games from the opening tip to the bitter end sometimes and this one was not. This one was a blowout by the second half. You lead from start to finish. I know you don't relax as a coach. We've already talked about that. But your players certainly get an opportunity to take a deep breath. You don't have to play them as many minutes. How significant was all of that to not just get the win but to get it like that?
4: Yeah, well, extra significant because we have the short turnaround from Saturday to Tuesday, usually we're Saturday, Wednesday. Um, But mentally and psychologically, I think even more so to be able to win a game handily. You know, UMass have been playing very well, had won three in a row and four out of five. Um, And I I thought, you know, the crowd was so great. Uh, I thought it was a great uh, night, a great environment. Uh, And then we came out and played well right from the beginning. You know, we thought, you know, we we don't necessarily talk to the guys. We just kind of mention to the guys that they're a little young. Uh, We don't harp on it or go on and on about it, but just mention to them. Uh, and that's their first time playing against us, and um, you know, so we want to take advantage of that as much as we can early before the before they get a, a pace of the game. We want to really just kind of drive that pace uh, pretty fast and and intense uh, intensely. And I thought we did a really good job of that. And as you said, there are so many benefits to that kind of win, getting guys some rest, building guys' confidence. Woj gave us a, a terrific um, lift off the bench. Um, so just you know when 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 you can when you can win and feel good about it and you know kind of uh you know you're thinking about those subs and getting those guys in there uh, much better than better than uh, you know a minute left and trying to figure out the the foul shooting or the foul situation.
3: And I really thought the guys looked energized and looked fresh right from the start. Fresh legs, mentally sharp. the kind of you know it was February 29th, and by the way, we've won six yeah. in a row on February 29th. <laughs> you might want to schedule a game every February 29th <laughs> if you can pull that off. But that having been said, it it kind of looked like they were playing on November 9th let alone February 29th.
4: Yeah, I thought, you're right, and I thought, um, you know, we've really tried to make sure that, um, you know, that, that we get as much done as, as we can in practice, but that it's not so long or tiring or, you know, just the constant pounding. And so, um, you know, we, we, we've we tried to manage it. Obviously, having older guys, better guys, um, more mature guys really helps that because you don't have to go through things as much. You can you – can, you know, make your points, have your, uh, you know, have your a couple of reps and move on to the next thing. So I do feel like we've tried to manage that, but we wouldn't be able to do that unless we had good players and, and older players. So I hope that continues because we have, th- that's been a, a really concerted effort on our part in terms of the length of practice, the length of um, shoot around, the intensity of those things, really trying to make everything go toward the game and, and not have it be, not have it uh, be so taxing during the week.
3: Well, Greg and I had mentioned that during the course of the telecast, and, of course, following off of your lead, because we've talked about that so much. But for what you have to accomplish, you do in an hour and 15 minutes because you have all these juniors and experienced guys, whereas Matt McCall, who's got talented guys, yeah. maybe the same stuff takes him two hours and 15 sure. minutes, and then they're on the court a lot longer, and you do get energized and fresh yeah. that way.
4: Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like... Um you know, what we've really tried to do, and the, the new facility will be will only enhance this, but, uh, you know, the time we're together, we try to maximize, we try to make it really, really high intensity, high energy, high concentration, uh, but that it's not that long. Um, you know, we just don't want it to be all that long. And uh, because we want the guys to be focused and fresh and then also maybe get in some shooting and, and uh, you know, some work on their own, which then they're concentrating on their own, and if they get those 15 or 20 minutes with a coach, that's really positive.
3: So let me go back to your comment about them being so young and alluding to that with your players, and obviously I think they look at rosters, they understand the other team is younger, and we've got the five juniors and red-shirt juniors, and I thought at no position was that more apparent, and, and Greg talked about this, than at the center spot, yeah. that Grant Golden's experience to go along with his talent certainly gave him a huge advantage that he took advantage of against a certainly talented sophomore but a kid who was going through this for the first time and Trey Mitchell. Freshman. Freshman,
4: what yeah, did I say? You said sophomore. Well,
3: we're that's hoping he's a sophomore. That's the mistake for well. the year. That's the mistake for the year. I wish you were right about that, but you're not.
4: <laughs> um, yes, no, I, I, I really, uh, I, well, I thought Grant played, great. I think he's played exceptionally well and um, exceptionally well, really, and has been such a huge part of every game uh you know even even more than we dictate by by throwing the ball so much he was great defensively uh he was really he was strong he was active on offense uh, i feel like he had maybe the first three assists of the game uh and then when he did get scoring he scored in bunches and um you know at that right before the half we had the situation where we might be able to get the two possessions for one he made the three uh and i, th- I thought it was just I thought he played exceptionally well, and, uh, you know, UMass really does a good job of really trying to throw the ball into Mitchell a lot, Um, you know, probably almost as much as we do, uh, but I think, you know, the ease with which Grant can get it and then do multiple things out of there and uh, keep us moving at times and kind of being the last guy that touches the ball at times because he's going to attempt a shot, he was tremendous.
3: Uh, all five starters in double figures, including this guy who was with us tonight, Nathan Kale, who had 14 points and eight rebounds. And then you got a nice double-double out of Jacob Gilliard. Ten points and ten assists, plus the four steals. And we really haven't had much of a chance to brag upon him uh, in this vein defensively about his status as semifinalist for National Defensive Player of the Year, the only player in a non-power conference to be in that position leading the nation in steals per game leading the nation in total steals and he did it again to me chris on saturday night he had that steal where i never saw it yeah. and i'm still waiting to see it because even our television cameras <laughs> got faked out on this one so none of us saw this right. steal by jake right. i think
4: it was the one that was called right, right after before the show right
3: after nate yeah it was on the, highlight yeah, at the exactly. beginning of the show so robert obviously right. saw it because robert had the call but beckwith and i missed it and blake and our spider tv crew missed it as well and I swore I wasn't going to let that happen, and it did.
4: Yeah, you know, uh, incredible. I mean, really um, a significant honor uh, for, hi- for him to be nominated and obviously well-deserved. You know, uh, the-, the steals, again, I, I can't think of a, per- of a play that is more positive for a team than a steal on a basket. You know, I mean, it happens. And the way he does it, like the one there, uh then he had another steal when we were pressing and he threw a cross-court pass and Blake made a three there's just so back-breaking um and you know the majority of them aren't planned uh, or aren't you know it's just his this incredible ability to to anticipate to break on the ball to get it cleanly all of those things you know really just amazing and um I thought he, he played a great floor game uh had a he was aggressive the 10 assists is, uh, is a, just a tremendous number. His assist-to-turnover ratio in the year, his percentages, um, his defense, of course. I mean, everything. Really, really impressive.
3: It's kind of cool. There are only two players in the nation that have three or more assi- uh, steals, per game jacob who's leading the nation and fats russell who's right at oh, three so both atlantic 10 players the only two in the nation uh, averaging three or more steals per game it's incredible kind of, yeah <laughs> really great for for both of those guys and especially for jacob yeah. leading the nation in steals all right let me touch on the gw game for just a moment You know I love those road wins, those quote-unquote nondescript road wins, if you will. And this was another one before we take a break, and we'll get to uh, Sullivan and Nathan coming up with us in the middle segment. Um, You know, we came out of that St. Bonaventure game, and we were saying, boy, we really liked the last two minutes of that game, but we didn't like the finish that we lost the game. So now you reverse that at GW. I assume you did not like the last 30 seconds particularly, but you certainly liked the result. At the end, Chris, uh, how did you win a game in which you missed four free throws from probably your two best free throw shooters, and you foul a three point, and all of that that happened in the last? No, it wasn't eighth of the He knows better. He's a junior now. That's he right. knows better That's than a right. foul three point shooter, and, and all that happened—the missed rebound, yeah, the rebound on the intentional miss—all of that—and still be able to win that game.
4: Yeah. So, uh, well, I thought we, you know, we really played well from the beginning of the second half till the. Till the last minute or so of the second half. And, you know, those things happen. You know, we, uh, we, we had opportunities to, to ice the game in a couple of different ways. and we, we missed an easy basket inside. Then we missed uh, the four free throws, and those things happen. That You know, uh, those guys just have to be ready to step up the next time and make those shots, but uh, that happens. You know, the fouling, the three-point shooter, uh, we watched it a few times pretty closely on tape. Uh, I'm not positive he did, but mm-hmm. you know you want to make sure you're not in that position. And we had a lineup in there where we were, we were trying to switch, and we were Tyler was a little bit too far from his man for for not having had to you know go through a screen or anything like that. Um, and you know if you watch as much college basketball as I do, a lot of games end up like that. Uh, but we we need to be better in in that time for as for as. Well as we've done, we've done it this year and we've done it again we did it against St Bonaventure. You're right, we were we were not good enough in that position, but did win the game and really on the strength of that uh, of that surge in the second half. I think we were up one at halftime, and then really led the second half. You know from between eight and twelve points I guess for most of it uh, until until the last minute. It
3: seemed like we really had to try to pick up the pace in that game. As well, and you know, obviously, our guys can go at a, at a higher speed. They don't necessarily like to get into a track meet up and down every time. But George Washington just walking the ball up yeah. the court, literally taking like nine seconds on that shot clock almost every time they came up the court.
4: Yeah, they they play so deliberately, and um, you know, they you know, I give them a lot of credit. They really try to take advantage of the. I, I don't. I feel like they they worry about their depth. And they really try to take advantage of what their strengths are, and uh, they made uh, some really big adjustments from the first time we played to the second time we played in terms of uh, how not just how they did the ball screen, but who what they we, we call the throwback pass was going to be to, and mixing that up. Um, they threw the pass to the guy rolling uh, mm-hmm. a couple of times, even though they turned it over, they continued to do that. Uh, so I think that was. Um, that was impressive, but yeah, very deliberate. I was, I was stand, I would stand right at half court,
5: because at <laughs> yes, one did.
4: time I thought, I thought we did have a ten second violation, and now that they, you know, the the official can use the shot clock to gauge whether or not, you know, if it's at twenty, then that's a ten second call, and I thought we had one at one point with no pressure, just right. With, he was just, just walking, walking off the court, right. uh, but close, but not quite.
3: <laughs> yep, absolutely. And I really thought that was a game we talk about. Uh, this all the time with blake francis and he was involved in that at the end that and and you mentioned this about just moving forward that he's a guy and beck says this all the time he doesn't care what happened on the last play he is moving on so he wasn't going to care what happened at the end of that game he was going to move on to the next game and i think the rest of the team just
4: followed suit. yeah for sure uh you know and also blake in the last uh, i think in the last three minutes he took two charges yeah and uh, the second one, I thought, it was one of those plays I thought, okay, well, that's, not that that's the game, but that certainly was an empty possession for them, and we were going to inbound and make our free throws and and not have any issues. Um, but, yeah, he, he was, he played really well. He played well in that game, and, you know, he, he's very aggressive, and I think that's something that's really positive for our team. Uh, he's aggressive how he guards the ball. He's extremely competitive. We had a scrimmage today. At the end of every scrimmage, he's muttering under his breath. He's just he's just extremely extremely competitive. He's mad at everybody. You know he what is. I mean? But it, but that's a it's a it's a very, very good quality for us.
3: I remember when we had Nick here, Nick Sherrod, he, he said he's the angriest player I've ever played with <laughs> He really is on the court.
4: He really he is. is, yeah.
3: Absolutely. Not these two guys. No. These are nice guys. <laughs> and we're going to talk with them coming up in just a moment. Uh, Nathan Kao, Sullivan you our special player guests, they're coming up next in our middle segment, Spider Talk from Glory Days Grill with Coach Moody. I'm Bob Black. Thanks, for everybody, for being here and for tuning in on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. For all things Spider's, whether you're
2: online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com luck chevrolet has been the
3: chevy truck expert since 1916 and they've got something for everyone there's economical suvs like tracks and equinox people haulers like traverse tahoe and suburban and pickups like the mid size colorado to the one-ton silverado let luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle call them at 804-798-9261 shop online at luckchevrolet.com or stop by their convenient lot on u.s route one in ashland and buy your next truck from luck luck chevrolet since 1916
0: Hey, Richmond. This is Mark Smith with Midas of Richmond. Thank you doesn't sound sufficient, but it's all I can think to say. You've been very good to our brand, the Midas brand, our employees, our teams, our nonprofit partners. And because of your choice to do business with us, we can do what we do for the community. We can feed folks through Feed More. We can get lives saved with the American Red Cross through our blood drives. We can take care of Shalom Farms, of Guts and Cares, of St. Joseph's Villa. We can do our first responder programs. We can do our education appreciation programs. We can do all of that because because you choose Midas of Richmond for your car care. When you need brakes, when you need tires, when you need oil changes, you choose us to be full car care. That allows us to do full community care. So it's all about gratitude. It's all about appreciation. You know the drill. Cars don't take care of themselves without proper care, neither the communities. That's why Midas of Richmond does both. When you choose us, you allow us to do that much and more. I look forward to seeing you sometime in 2020. Give me a call at 360-2211 if you'd like to chat. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. We've got College Hoops Talk every Friday
3: afternoon from World of Beer and Short Lexus of Richmond presents The Basketball Show at 5 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
1: Let's get back to Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center for more of Spider Talk. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Chris Mooney live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
2: East in a hurry, lost the ball at midcourt. Picked up by Sherrod to Francis. A fake and a drive, back to Sherrod. He'll work the wing and then turn around and go out front to Wojcik. Spiders will reset, right side Kale Drives the lane, spins on Walker. Layup off the glass. Everything going in for Richmond now. Eight for KO, timeout UMass. Welcome
3: back to Spider Talk from Glory Days Grill out here in the West End Glen eagles Shopping Center off of Ridgefield Parkway. Appreciate the great crowd that is with us tonight to kind of celebrate to this point what the Spiders have done and more to come this week with tomorrow night's game at the Robin Center, 7 o'clock against Davidson. And then we finish it up Friday night in Pittsburgh at Duquesne. That is also a seven o'clock game and a spider win tomorrow night. We'll clinch a top four seed in the atlantic 10 tournament which means the spiders won't play until friday for those of you looking to make travel plans that's one of the reasons that's important but as the guys have said it's certainly been one of their goals all year to be in that top four and be able to earn that double buy in the atlantic 10 tournament all right you heard another of the highlights from nathan Ko. finished with 14 points eight rebounds near flawless performance six seven from the floor two for two from the free throw line and did it all in 24 minutes And then because of his great play and the rest of the play of the spider starters, the reserves got some time, and Sullivan Cooley got into the game for a couple minutes uh, Saturday night as well, and he's been in, I think, eight games now, double-figure minutes, and obviously does a great job with the practice team, and we'll talk a little bit about the scout squad and all of that with Sully, who's with us today as well. Nate, let me start with you Uh, first and foremost. You know, we were all so impressed with the strides you made from freshman the sophomore season really tremendous how do you think you've now improved upon a great sophomore
6: season into what you're doing with this team as a junior oh uh, I think I'm doing all right uh, obviously my role is different this year with having two great players coming back uh, but it's been easier for me I feel like uh, there's so much attention on Grant Nick Blake and Jacob that they make the game easier for everyone
3: one thing that the coaches always harped on with you is to be more aggressive, be more aggressive. Are you still hearing that, or has it become kind of second nature now to be
6: as aggressive as we're seeing you on the court? Oh, Definitely. They still remind me. Uh, it's easy to, you know, uh, lay back and just watch when you have great players on your team, but I feel like if I stay aggressive, we're a better team.
3: What do you think, uh, Coach? How much are you still having to remind him, or is it something that is now part of Nathan Kao's game?
6: mostly I'm saying how
4: great he's playing. Uh I I think that uh Nate has really gone from the stages of getting a a real a lot of attention at practice to really, you know, to getting less attention and now just more. Uh I I think he's doing great. I I think I I would say this is a this is a big deal at Richmond. I think he's the best cutter we ever had. Um and, and then the guys in that group would be really great players. Uh, his sense for the game for someone his size uh, with his athletic ability is really unique and rare Um, he always has um, you know teams play him a little bit differently sometimes because he doesn't shoot threes but that never is that never causes us any issues which is really rare for for somebody to be able to do that Um, he's become an excellent defensive player uh, a much improved rebounder uh, an incredibly critical player. I mean, he's he's improved tremendously in his time here.
3: Nate, let me go back to this best cutter line that Coach Moody just used to call you. If the coaches had thrown that on you when you were being recruited out of high school, what would you have thought about that, that Coach Moody said, you're going to be the best cutter we've ever had here at Richmond? Would you kind of have understood it, and how much more do you understand it certainly now? Uh, that's,
6: a, that's a tough question, Uh <laughs> Out of high school, you don't know much about college basketball, but uh, now I think it's a good part of my game, especially because, like I said before, there's so much attention on the other guys, so they can get lost looking at Grant, looking at Jacob with the ball, so I try and cut him get easy baskets for the team
3: yeah i mean how how important is that and how fun do you know that's going to be because not only do you have a great passer in jacob Gilliard, but kind
6: of the unique way that grant golden can get you the ball i think it's really fun uh anytime you can get easy baskets dunks energizing the team the crowd so i think it's pretty good
3: the other area of your game that you have absolutely improved tremendously has been free throw shooting a lot of people take that for granted as well not our spider fans our Spider fans love free throw shooting. Uh, so, how do you go from 59% as a sophomore to 80%? I think it's top seven or
6: eight in the league right now at the free throw line. Uh, hard work and confidence. Uh, beginning last last summer, I sat down with Coach Jones and we wanted to talk about shooting for him, all that, and just being patient the whole summer, working on it every day, and then you gain confidence from making a few. And after that, is just taking your time, knocking them down. Do
3: you have any idea, maybe, that the average number of free throws you shot on a given summer day this year, either in the Robin Center or somewhere else?
6: maybe 250 something right? yeah
3: that, that number would not would not surprise me Chris that's actually one part of a guy's game that they can do on their own they don't need another guy there to feed him the ball if you're going to work on cutting to the basket you need obviously but free throw shooting if you really want to you could kind of get out there on your own
4: yeah and Nate has uh all of his shooting really and it doesn't show up quite as much and he's not quite the three point range yet but all of his shooting <laughs> has really been better you know he's um he's a he's a He's a good shooter going to his right. And uh, to me, a right hander, it would be more natural to be a good shooter going to your left, but, you know, because the ball's right there on your inside shoulder. But he's a good shooter going to his right. Uh, and I think we're going to see more and more of that as, as time goes by. So all of his shooting is really better. And his free throw shooting is a big part of that. Uh, and, you know, it's not, it's, I think it's always easier to work out as a basketball player when you're a great shooter, because that's what a workout is a lot of, you know, you're shooting. And so, you know, when Nick's in there and he's making, you know, ninety-five out of a hundred sh- shots or something like that, you're you're energized, you feel good. I think it's it's harder if you're not a great shooter because a lot of the things you're doing aren't ending with something positive. Uh, but Nate really did work hard at it, and you know, it can be it's something that can be boring. I mean, you have to you have to you know attack it in a way and be mentally tough enough to. Um, to go to it and to do it every day, and and I think Nate did a Nate did a really good job of that. And it's something that we would have been critical of him for when he was younger. But he was really able to, really able to focus and and uh, attack it during this off season and during the course of the season. Sullivan, what has this year been like for you? You were part of you know, the last
3: couple of years in which the wins certainly weren't as plentiful as we wanted them to be or certainly as plentiful as they are this season, and now not only is the team winning, we're winning some games by big margins. You and Gabe and Jordan are getting into some games. I think you've been in eight games about 11 minutes this season. But kind of just how gratifying has it been to kind of stick this thing out and be a part of this and now reap the benefits of it?
5: It feels really good uh just because i know how hard everyone on the team has been working like weight room summer staying here like there's a lot that goes into it that a lot of people don't see like maybe people who were down on us in the past you know are coming up like being nice and supportive for us now which is really nice to see (laughs) and it, it uh you know it's really satisfying in that way and uh yeah like i said just when you put this amount of time into something and effort and like you grow so close with all these guys like when Nate scores like it's like I'm sure all the guys on the bench will say it like it's pure excitement and joy like it's not about one guy it's like about the whole team. Nate how about the opposite of that when you get
3: a game like Saturday and you guys get a chance to relax and sit on the bench for the last literally five to ten minutes of that game and these guys who well, I'm sure you will tell us work just as hard as you guys do, get an opportunity to get on the court in front of the crowd and the lights on and all that.
6: Uh, I think it's great, especially when they have family coming uh, to be able to play in front of their families. Uh, we're always so excited. Uh, the whole crowd always gets up when those guys get in the game, so it's really awesome and exciting when we see them get on the court.
3: So let me ask you two guys this, and we've asked some of the other veteran guys how motivating – or the last two years to where we are now and the wins that are coming now and also in a way how protective that is to make sure you don't take anything for granted this year that you don't look ahead to a 10 tournament NCA tournament when you've got davidson tomorrow night and understanding to appreciate the wins because they weren't as plentiful the last couple of years nate oh
6: definitely i mean when you go through two years like that uh right now we're appreciating what position we're in and we also know how hard we have to work and just they added it
5: game after game to
6: be in this position. Sullivan, your perspective on that?
5: Yeah, same thing. I mean, it's kind of turned into the, like a, I don't know how to say it, like a like a machine at this point where at the, no one's complaining about practice, no one's complaining about lift, like everyone's coming on like every day ready to go. Like maybe if we have a game or something, the starter's obviously going to be a little sore or something, but like I don't think that's affected the energy levels at practice or anything
3: all right when we've had uh, gabe and jordan on we've asked them to kind of describe for our audience and our radio audience and listening online as well kind of your role on the team and how you help this team prepare for an opponent i mean let's pick davidson for tomorrow and
5: just what your role is um i'm the scout team center so it involves setting a lot of a lot of ball screens for for uh jordan and gabe and uh rolling and running into nate a lot and everything but uh Yeah, I I like to try and do all that I can, or like I like to think I do, and like just trying to bring good energy and try to talk as much as I can. Even though some days, you know, maybe at a bad class or whatever, I'm being down for no reason. Then I like to try and always be up and positive and trying to get guys going. So you were Trey Mitchell in practice the two days leading up to UMass. I was, yeah.
3: Well, you must have fulfilled that role very well because Grant certainly had got the better of that. Uh, Do you try to put yourself in the shoe? Are you uh, Breikovich? I, or, am, uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. For Davidson for tomorrow night. So, how much do you actually do a little role play?
5: I do get excited when there's a, <laughs> when there's like a, a you know I got to be Obi Toppin or you know Trey <laughs> Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm definitely texting my friends back home like, hey, I'm Obi Toppin today. Like, <laughs> I, I take pride in it, and I do. Ha- I like to have fun with it and uh, try to emulate their game at least a little bit. Must be doing pretty well, Coach, in all those roles. For sure.
3: I'm For not sure we're ready to compare them necessarily to Obi Toppin, but there aren't too many players in the country that were compared. So you've done an outstanding uh, job with that. And what is the difficulty factor of grasping the other team's Offense. All kidding aside, not just the player, but I know you guys obviously go off to one side as practice gets started. Whoever assistant coach has the scout, you're going
5: through, coming to some of their plays. What's the challenges to that? I mean, we usually get like 10, 20 minutes to learn like five plays a day. So it it is it can be a lot, especially some teams like Davidson has a lot of little things you have to know. Like if you go back door, you got to do something different here, and then like there's all these different like nuances to it. So it can be difficult, but it's also rewarding, and uh, the coaches do a really good job of making it easy to understand, and we get in and out of there, and everything goes fine. And you
3: have to know all our stuff too, right? (laughs) (laughs) Which I I do think we're laughing
5: about a little bit, Chris,
3: but I do think it does put a lot on them, and I think, you know, you will say this, they've done a terrific job this season because, you know, game prep has been right on point all year long.
4: It's been really good, and, and, uh, you know, what's really hard for the scout team is we have two groups of the you know the first group and second group for defense but the same scout team running it and our practices are pretty fast paced Mm -hmm. and uh so the the scout team you know has to go through the plays fast and at a high intensity level for two groups and it, it it comes pretty quickly so there's a lot on them, and there's a lot of responsibility, and, and these guys handle it extremely well.
3: Uh, let's take a break. We're right at the top of the hour. We'll come back and talk more with Nathan Kao and Sullivan Kulius, Spider Juniors, on Spider Talk with Coach Mooney. We're live at Glory Days Grill, back after our top of the hour break, 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge. Or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit VABirthFatherRegistry.com. That's VABirthFatherRegistry.com.
2: Spider fans. It's the final regular season home game at the Robin Center when your Richmond Spiders battle the Davidson Wildcats on Tuesday, March 3rd. Tip off at 7 p.m. It's fan appreciation night, so let's pack the house. Get your $5 priority ticket or $10 premium ticket and have a chance to win great prizes all night long. Plus, we'll have an exciting minute of mayhem when all leftover Spider swag will be thrown into the crowd. Don't miss all the fun. For tickets, call 1-877-SPIDER-1 or visit richmondspiders.com.
1: Hey, it's John Legend. When Wall Street crashed our economy and put hundreds of thousands of black families out of their homes, Elizabeth Warren fought back. She worked with President
2: Obama to create the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which has now returned over $12 billion to the people. She's fighting for working people, not Wall Street, and she's going to beat Donald Trump. Join me in voting for Elizabeth Warren for president.
0: I'm Elizabeth Warren, and I approve this message. Paid for by Warren for President.
1: Tonight, it's an ACC showdown when NC State takes
3: on Duke. Hi, this is Brad Heller of Westwood One. Join Kevin Kugler and Eric Montross live from Cameron Indoor for all the action. Can the Blue Devils bounce back from a last-second loss at Virginia? Or will the Wolfpack pull off a huge upset on the road and boost their tournament
1: resume? Tune in to find out. If it's NCAA basketball, it's right here. On 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
4: This is Dan Levitard. Catch me and Stugatz every weekday from 10 to 1. Now on your FM dial at 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
1: The timeout's over. Time to talk more Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
2: The Walker. Then to East on the right wing, all behind the arc. With 10 to shoot, he drives the lane, and low, off the glass, no good. Rebound, KO at rim level. Hands off to Wojcik. Up to the left wing, he'll stop and pop for three. Now Wojcik's feeling it. That's six for Wojcik. 30-13 Richmond.
3: Second half hour of Spider Talk. Bob Black with head coach Chris Mooney, Nathan Kao, Sullivan you our special player guests. Again, we're here next Monday night. Uh, we'll wrap up the regular season and preview the Atlantic 10 tournament, 530 to 630, and then after that, as the schedule permits, and we will give you announcements of if and when we have shows on richmondspiders.com, our social media sites, and on ESPN Richmond as well. All right, Sullivan, let's go back to you here. We've got a couple questions for you kind of off the uh, let's start with how a kid from uh, Wisconsin winds up as a walk-on at the University of Richmond.
5: It, it's really random. So, uh, going through the recruiting process, one thing I'll do is try to be proactive and just like send out emails to schools and you know different coaches and stuff, just in case, because a lot of times you know like Richmond doesn't come to Milwaukee often or other schools like. Uh, so, I emailed Mark McGonigal and uh, just super random, he, like, and uh, he emailed me back and was, said something about a walk-on position, and my parents were extremely happy because I, I didn't know anything about Richmond, but they knew it was a really good academic school, and that was their main concern for me. So I had a bunch of, uh, I was doing all my visits like right before the end of my senior year. I came to Richmond, and it was the only visit my dad didn't come on, and uh, my mom was a little bit excitable. So a- after the visit, we, we're not even back to the hotel yet. And she's like, so, so are you going to call Coach Mooney and tell him you're coming here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know that was the decision. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I, I really think you should. And she's like, uh, we're like sitting in the hotel that night. And I'm like, let's just wait, talk to dad, you know, because we still had other visits planned and stuff. And uh, she's, we're laying there in the hotel room. She didn't say anything for like an hour or two. And she goes, so you really sure you don't want to call him right now? <laughs> Moral of that story,
3: Chris. Recruit the mom. That's right. right? That's recruit right, the mom for sure. For right. sure. Uh, what did you learn about Sullivan through all of that? As and, and you talk about it all the time, how important the uh, the walk on program, if you will, is for the Spider program.
4: Yeah, very important. So Sullivan is uh, he, he's really a great kid. He has a great personality. Um, he's always upbeat. And uh, one thing about him in high school. So in. In recruiting, there are there's not it's not specifically levels of your summer your AAU basketball team, but the Nike AAU basketball circuit is called the EYBL, and that's the best basketball circuit. And so then the Adidas, and then the Under Armour, and then the non shoe brand is how that is how they call it. So EYBL is is usually is mostly has the best guys. So if they're the top hundred players in the country. 70 or in the EYBL or 75 and so as we have our recruiting meetings sometimes we'll say you know we don't have any we we don't really care but we don't have any EYBL guys or we need more EYBL guys and Mark will always remind us that Sullivan is an EYBL guy (laughs) he played on the best circuit and uh is a good player so that's you know again that's what I always come back to is uh we really want to walk us to really love basketball you know and be great kids and great students and all but really love basketball and he's a good basketball player and really tremendous personality in and, and addition to our team.
3: Hey, you were not only a really good basketball player in high school, but a really good football player in high school as well. Was there ever any choice between playing football or playing basketball wherever you went?
5: Um, I, I did love playing football, but I loved the games. I hated being outside in the cold <laughs> and the hot and push-ups. Wait and,
3: a minute, you're a Wisconsin guy. You guys are <laughs> tough in the cold, aren't you? No? I,
5: I like to act like I'm tough to the cold, but <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. So, uh Yeah, I I did like football, but uh, I didn't have the passion for it as I did for basketball. And I didn't want to go to a school and then give up a sport after one year. So I, I really wanted to go somewhere where I thought I'd fit and be able to contribute and help as much as I can for four years. So, speaking
3: of the cold and being away from home, Nathan Ko from Montreal, Canada, who's sitting here indoors at Glory Days Grill wearing his heavy coat right now on a 65-degree day. Yep. Not sure I get that, but okay. Uh, what, what's it been like now, Nate, three years? I mean, you're a long way from home. We know that. We see your folks. It's amazing how much we, we see them, actually, that they do get to games both home and away. But what's the adjustment now been like for you in your third year here in Richmond?
6: Oh, it's good now. I feel at like home here. Uh. Obviously, my first year was really tough, adjusting to language, uh, just life in the U.S. compared to Montreal. But after three years, I feel comfortable enough.
3: Um, how much can you now help uh, the guys that are coming in, the younger guys, whether they're from far away or not far away, to be able to kind of transition through the process that you had to transition through?
6: Uh, just to state of course, uh, especially my first year, like when it would get tough. Uh, I would tell, like, new guys like Andre, like, just try and get in the gym, just take your mind off being home, and then inve- eventually you'll be comfortable. And also being with our teammates all the time, we hang around each other all the time, so that really helps.
3: Yeah, how do you think guys like Andre are are making that transition now as a sophomore? Matt
6: Grace is, is another Canadian who's
3: also a long way from
6: home. Uh, they're good. Uh, Matt Grace and Andre are roommates, so that was probably good for them, you know, They can relate to a lot of stuff, so. but now I feel like everyone's comfortable. We have a really tight group, and everyone's really getting along. All
3: right, got one more topic here for Sullivan in just a moment, but just give us a sense and a feel of what this week is like for you guys basketball wise now i mean you know you've got you know game against davidson tomorrow second time around for them and then one with duquesne first time around with them and your goals all of your stated goals are right there out in front of you and you really don't have to do any scoreboard watching i'm sure coach moody is very happy about that i mean if if the spiders take care of business you will accomplish those goals what's kind of the mindset going into this week nate it's a big
6: week for us uh we definitely know what's at stake But we like to always take one game at a time, uh, not to get too high or too low. So right now we're focusing on Davidson. Uh, We had a great game there, uh, but it's going to be different this time. Uh, They're a great team. They've been playing really good on offense and everything, so we really want to focus on this next game tomorrow, and then we'll take care of uh, Duquesne when that time comes. Sullivan, how about from your perspective?
5: Uh, Like I said before, it's just kind of second nature at this point. It's kind of like a machine, like I said, so we're just going to, we're not going to get too high, too low. Like Nate said, just do the same thing we've been doing all year and try and take care of business. All
3: right, let me uh, let me finish up with you because the crowd is chomping at the bit to hear all about this. So the fact that we shot 55% from the floor and held UMass to whatever it was, 40% from the floor had nothing to do with the Spiders, what, 25-point win over the Minutemen. It had everything to do with the guy banging the drum. <laughs> before the starting lineups were introduced, and all of a sudden, who appeared off of the spider bench to bang the drum but Sullivan you. I was almost tentative to ask you this because I was afraid Coach was going to get mad. (laughs) But actually, I'm learning that
5: Coach was all about this. How did all this come about, Sullivan? So my freshman year, it was, like, I just kind of said to Grant, you know, not really seriously, I'm like, I was watching the drum, I'm like, ooh, I think I'd be good at that. I'm like... (laughs) And just kind of said I wanted to do it. And then I think I mentioned it maybe one or two other times, like, years ago. And then now, uh, like, Grant came up to me a couple weeks ago, and he's like, you know, I told Coach Mooney about you banging the drum. (laughs) And he's like, and he actually liked it. I was like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, it's after the George Mason game. We're sitting in the locker room. We just won. So everyone's kind of laughing and talking about the game. And uh Coach Mooney looks me in the eyes and he goes, Sullivan, you want to bang the drum? And I said, oh, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, and that was kind of it. And he pulled me aside and said I needed good energy, have a good practice, so you had to earn it. <laughs> so, so uh, thankfully, I, I did that, I think, and... uh uh i had a couple practices i was was actually really nervous (laughs) and then uh went out there and did it and uh it was fun to bring that kind of energy because that's always my goal to bring like energy to the team um why coach why were you so enamored by this to
3: allow one of your players to do that
4: well just that he wanted to do it was was so funny and, (laughs) and and great and uh yeah, we we had I, I don't I forget when Grant mentioned it. I think it was on one of the road trips, and we were, had just been talking about the pregame at different places and hours with the drum sometimes. And uh, he said, "You know, Sullivan really wants to bang the drum." You know, I was like, "He wants to do what?" <laughs> <laughs> and so, and he did. When I said that after the Mason game, I said, "Do you want to bang the drum before the game?" And he said, "So badly." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, And I knew that he would do a great job of it. I I really, I really, you know, he's, uh, you know, we have this thing. The the first day of every, the first day uh, when we get back to school in the fall, the first thing we do is we clean the locker room. So we have all these cleaning supplies, and we clean the locker room, every single locker, and clean the floor and the bathroom and the lounge and make sure everybody appreciates how nice of the facilities that we have. And um, as the guys are going through, as you might imagine, they're slobs. I mean, <laughs> slobs. So they're at the bottom of the locker under the seat. They can use a storage place, but they just have you know, dozens and dozens of shirts and shoes and socks. And so they have these unique shirts, and, and Sullivan is always collecting the things that the guys, because we have a bin that we're going to take to goodwill. But Sullivan usually collects a couple of guys like their high school shirts or, you know, the pro uh, a unique throwback shirt or something like that. So he just has a different sensibility than a lot of the guys. Uh, and so that always stands out to me. And, and uh, I was really glad he was able to do that because... It was fun, and I thought everybody was really into it.
3: Nate, what did you think about it, and what did the guys think about it as you're, you and the other four starters are sitting
6: there on the bench waiting waiting for your name to be called? I thought it was great. Uh, usually when we're sitting down, everyone has, like, a serious face trying to, you know, get ready for the game, but we were all, like, even wanting to stand up so we could <laughs> see, like, him banging uh, the drum. So I thought it was great. Uh, really brought energy to the crowd, to the team. and It was really good. So here's the million-dollar question. Will it return tomorrow night?
0: Yes. Oh, yes. yes.
1: <laughs>
4: well. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I don't know if I don't know if they do the drum every game. I think sometimes they. <laughs> We're getting in trouble <laughs> here with our marketing
3: department now.
4: <laughs> Free throws and the drum. Now we know. Now we know. You would want to do it again, yeah. though, oh, if asked. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
3: And you got a whole another year to do it again. That's right. So, coming forward. All right, well, that, it really was a lot of fun, um, and this season has been a lot of fun. Let's keep it going, fellas. Nathan Kayo, Sullivan Cooley, thanks for being our guest. All right, let's take a time out. we got one more segment to go. we got some questions from the audience. We'll check the text line and email as well, and we will preview Davidson coming in here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at the Robin Center. This is Spider Talk, 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN, your home of the Spiders.
5: Three used car questions. How long will I be stuck in this dealership? Do they even have the color I want? Why is this taking so long? What day is it even? Okay, so that was four questions. Questions you never have to ask at CarMax, because in select markets, CarMax will deliver the car you want, right to your door, right on your schedule. So you won't have to blow your weekend at a dealership, and you'll be on to your last question before you know it. Are we done here? Cool. Cool. Because that's the way car shopping, buying, and delivering should be. CarMax.
3: You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at richmondspiders.com and on Spider's social media.
2: Serving Richmond and beyond for over 20 years, Bon Air Shell features a full line of automotive services. Check out bonairshell.com, loaded with coupons, specials, and more, to see all that they can do for your car and your peace of mind. And now with their fuel rewards program, you can save at least 5 cents per gallon on every fill up. Learn more at fuelrewards.com. Go see the team at Bon Air Shell, 8762 West Huguenot Road. Go to bonairshell.com or call them at 272-3232. That's 272-3232.
0: Do you own a business or help make the marketing decisions where you work? Then why not advertise with Richmond's number one sports station? Market your company during
1: one of our exclusive play-by-play broadcasts or local sports talk shows. We're live and local every
0: weekday morning and afternoon with five hours of commentary, insight, and your opinions. Produced right here in our West End studios. To learn more about these sponsorship opportunities,
1: call 804-672-9299. Be part of the winning team. Begin advertising today with ESPN Richmond.
2: Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Visit Glory Days Grill in the West End at Glen Eagles Shopping Center or on the South Side at Harborside Loop. Monday features a $5.99 burger night. Enjoy two tacos on Tuesday for $5.99. Come in for Rib Wednesday at $10.99. Nacho Thursday is a half order of nachos for $5.99. And don't forget Fish Fry Friday at $9.99. Glen Eagles is also featuring the Men's Basketball Spider Sports Line with head coach Chris Mooney and player guests. Mondays at 5.30 during the season. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. For all things Spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play by play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and Game Day Info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's RichmondSpiders.com. GEICO presents Left Brain versus Right Brain. After much deliberation, I've decided we should switch to GEICO. Hey, sounds good to me. We could save hundreds of dollars on our car insurance.
1: Which, now I'm just blue sky in here, we can reinvest those funds into my business idea. Oh, not this again. First, get some investors on board, right? Nobody is going to invest
2: in dental floss made of turkey jerky. Okay, well, not with that attitude. Wow. GEICO.
4: 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
2: Now back to Rick Edelman, founder of
5: Edelman Financial Engines.
0: Hi, Rick. How much money will I need for retirement? One of the
2: things that scares a lot of people when it comes to generating retirement income is the fear that you're going to run out of money. Working one extra year extends the life of your retirement income by nine years. This is what's so fascinating. It doesn't take a huge... From here forward, Edelman Financial Engines.
5: Call 888-PLAN-RICK-TO-LEARN-MORE.
2: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and
3: Instagram using at ESPN Richmond. Keeping you
0: up to date
3: 24-7. We're 99.5 and
1: 1027 ESPN. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
3: All right, welcome back. Our final segment, we got about 10 minutes or so and got some questions I want to get to, um, some text, email, and also a couple of other thoughts. And let me throw a couple of things out there uh, real quick. First of all, a little bit on a personal note, but I know everybody in here knows them. Uh, We got Bill Street back with us tonight for the first time this year. I want to make sure that we say hello to Bill. We're glad you're doing better, Bill, and we've missed you. I can tell you that all year at our radio shows, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back at the Robbins Center and cheering on the Spiders and out of baseball and football and everything else. Really happy to have, have you back. Uh, and then a little bit of a shameless plug, but I'm going to ask Coach about this in a moment. For the morning show, tomorrow morning, 845, uh, Buzz Anthony will be our guest. And he is the star player of the Randolph-Macon basketball team that won the ODAC yesterday. In fact, both their men and their women won the ODAC championship. And, Chris, I know you're very familiar with and know of Buzz Anthony. And, of course, Randolph-Macon played that, that uh, exhibition game yeah. at the Robin Center. You, you kind of shut him down that night, but... They went on to win the ODAC championship. Maybe maybe teams are going to be lining up to play that preseason game. Wasn't it last year that Virginia played the closed scrimmage? Was that last That's year? That's right, yeah. And then they That's went true. on to win the national championship, I, think they, I hear. I think they did, yeah. I hear I that. They did. And now Buzz Anthony and Randolph making the scrimmage, and I'm trying to pull all this together. But <laughs> terrific player and a terrific program up there in Asheville.
4: Yeah, we love their program. And, um, you know, when Jamal was here, really, uh, Mike Rhodes was the coach. And so we – We've always been pretty close to their program. We actually played an exhibition game at Randolph-Macon maybe That's six, right. seven yep. years ago, yep. uh, which would be my preference, actually, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I wish those guys the best. They, they're a great team, and um, he's a great player, but they, they have really good players and a great coach, a great system. They're, they're, they're terrific.
3: Mm-hmm. Buzz Anthony will be on with us tomorrow morning at 845 on Black and Drew here on ESPN Richmond. Um, i failed. Uh, John McGinty asked a question for the guys before they left. About what their majors are, uh, and I actually just texted Jason, who did respond to me, so I could at least get an answer nice. there. Uh, Nate is a global studies major, which kind of makes sense yeah. being an international guy. Uh, and Sullivan is a finance major, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks are at the University of Richmond. One of our top majors in the business school. Yeah, he uh, school.
4: and both both are uh, both are good students. Uh, you know, uh, Courtney, who just does an incredible job. Uh, for us uh, has really has really really um, helped our guys so much in so many ways uh, but our guys have uh, have done really well on the court and uh, uh, i should say in the classroom mm-hmm. and um, you know credit to those guys individually also very right. good students
3: yep. so there you go john sorry coach uh, global studies for nate finance uh, for sullivan all right uh, another one from the audience can you explain the double technical from the other night against UMass when, when Tyler Burton got involved after the slam dunk?
4: Well, uh, so Tyler dunked the ball, and then on his way, when he was running back down the court, there was uh, he bumped into the player from UMass, and they originally ruled it on the floor as a technical on UMass, on the player from UMass. And they went to look at the video, and about 45 minutes later, they decided that <laughs> it was uh, that both guys had what would receive a technical so Tyler Burton's gotten (laughs) he's the nicest human being at Richmond (laughs) he had two flagrant (laughs) fouls and a technical uh but you know um yeah I I don't I don't know I I wasn't I didn't necessarily see too much to be honest I didn't see too much either way certainly I didn't see too much on Tyler's part
3: right could have let it go on both plays I think so I think so Played on and said be careful and move on um what is the ruling on flagrant ones can you have literally five flagrant ones before you're out of the game or did two obviously doesn't disqualify
4: you yeah right i i I guess so you know i i guess it doesn't happen all that often Um, but both were revert or both were calls that were i guess added or reversed uh which is interesting that 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 can happen Mm -hmm. um and in the gw game so so tyler there was a common foul called on the gw defender their coaches asked to look at it because they said Tyler's arm hit up above the neck. They looked at it, and he kept the common foul, the George Washington player, and then Tyler was assessed a flagrant one. And then uh, the second one, there was a rebound, and they called a common foul on the GW player for holding Tyler. And then it was asked to be reviewed, and they looked at it, and they said that Tyler, well, he was held, he, he hooked and held – He's falling, so I think it's more of a natural. Yep. And they took the foul away from the GW player. Yeah. Gave the flagrant one foul to Tyler. And again, shot free throws and got the ball. That's two. That's. The Four points, and they scored on both possessions. That's, they were they were big, big, big calls. Mm-hmm.
3: We did get one in our favor in that game because there were a lot of reviews, and that's George Washington. Far so were. too many reviews in that game. But the out-of-bounds play under two minutes, which you asked to be reviewed, and our guys asked to be reviewed, yeah. and they did re- reverse overturn that one, right? Correct. Yes. Didn't.
4: Yes, correct. What Bob. were you going to say? <laughs> I, I think I saw it that way from the beginning. Right. But, which is why the guys asked for it to be reviewed. Right. For sure. Camera never blinks, coach. That's <laughs> right. Camera never
3: blinks. Um, all right, Davidson, I know your concern here is always when you play a team for the second time and you win that first game is what adjustments do you think are coming from the Davidson p- perspective? That was a really great lockdown defensive game down there for the Spiders. Yeah,
4: we played really well. They uh, We held them to a low percentage. Uh, it's the only game they've lost this year yeah. in in their home gym. Um, and, and so as we saw with the GW game, you know, they, they made some – real not drastic but they made some significant changes um, that they were really committed to doing in the game against us the second time and so again I don't think the advantage in the game goes to the team who lost I think the advantage in preparation certainly goes to the team who lost the first one and um, you know we play we're so familiar with Davidson you know uh, GW has a new coach so it's a little bit different but we're so familiar with Davidson that the wrinkles are usually really really subtle and so I'm sure that there'll be some things that um that they do that are different they probably run uh i would say probably davidson and richmond run the fewest ball screens even though both have ball screens in their offense most many teams run at every play uh they do not but we we have seen it more from them recently
3: all right tomorrow night seven o'clock at the robin center uh, we do have college basketball coming up tonight, so we are getting out on time. That's why you hear the music. We've got NC State and Duke coming up for you in a couple of minutes and at the uh, top of the hour, doubleheader basketball, in fact, tonight.
4: Coach, thanks. We'll see
3: you at the Robbins Center tomorrow
4: night. Thanks very much, Bob. Thank you, guys.
3: Thanks, everyone, for being here. Please take care of your service. We are back next Monday night at 530. Thanks to Nathan Ko Sullivan Cuglio, our player guest, Mitchell Bradley here at the restaurant, Matt Joseph's at the studio. We're on the air radio at 630 tomorrow night. We're also on NBC Sports Washington Plus with the live telecast at 7 o'clock. So long from glory days for Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond.
1: You've been listening to the Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, ten four sixty six Ridgefield Parkway. Tonight's show has been brought to you by
0: Carmax,
1: Virginia Birth Father Registry,
0: Glory Days Grill,
1: and Lux Chevrolet. Join us Monday nights from 5.30 to 6.30 throughout the college basketball season for Spider Talk, a live presentation of the Spider IMG Sports Network and your home of the Spiders, ESPN Richmond. Your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and
2: 1027 ESPN.
1: WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. Every Thursday afternoon at 515. Hermitage Automation and Controls presents the Roth Report with Bill Roth. Each week, the 11-time sportscaster of the year joins Hardly Working with Greg Burton. Listen exclusively on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
2: Pick up both bags. Apply triple action now to knock out tough weeds. And ultra feed eight weeks later to green and feed all. All season. Two bags. One stronger, greener lawn. For the one-two punch Scotts Turf Builder Triple Action and 50% on a bag of Scotts Turf Builder Ultra Feed. Now at the Home Depot, how doers get more done. Boss last selection varies by store.
1: Radio Sports Center. I'm Christine
2: Lisi. This just in. The NBA leading Bucs will have Chris Middleton when they go for a seventh straight win tonight against the Heat. He missed the last game with neck soreness. Like Milwaukee, Houston on a roll
1: heading into tonight's matchup against the Heat. Rockets have won six straight. They are fourth in the West.